On this episode, we're talking to an agent that's only been doing Instagram Reels and TikToks since July, and already well over 50% of her business is coming from the content. We're going to speak with Paige Steckling today, an agent in Utah, and she's going to share how she comes up with the ideas for her Reels and what it's done to her business since. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 217 of the Massive Agent Podcast. We have an awesome interview today with who you may know from Instagram as Utah Real Estate Paige. Very clever. Her name is Paige. And she does a great job with Instagram Reels. She does TikToks as well. And it's exploded her business in less than a year, in uh, like nine months or so. Um, that's when she did her first Reel on Instagram. And it's it's totally changed everything. She'll tell you how she has a video that has... I think, what, 8 million views or so at this point, and it's taken on a life of its own, she's gotten really good at it. So we talked to her about how she comes up with these ideas, you know, and then what has it done for her business? What are the downsides? Has she had any haters or trolls? Spoiler alert, she has. You're you're not going to believe some of the comments she's received. It's just crazy. So uh, we're going to get into that interview here in just a second. Um, if you guys have been following along my social media, you see that I did something kind of crazy and kind of weird. I've I've announced that I'm deleting my Instagram account. I have about 14,000 followers on Instagram and I am deleting it to start over from scratch. That's right. I am starting inst- uh, a brand new Instagram account. I already have. Please go follow the new one. It's at The Massive Agent and I'm going to be doing everything over there. Stories, posts, reels, videos, everything over on the new Instagram account. So I'm going to be shutting down the massive agent one um, and deleting it and starting over. I talk in the interview with Paige, we talk a little bit about why, but here's the spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the videos on, on my Instagram, I did some, well, first off, I've had the account open for a long time before I really understood the algorithm. I just had stale, boring shit and I would post very infrequently and the algorithm kind of just, it decided a long time ago that I have a low engagement account. So that sucks. Then I'm like, well, how can I get this thing to grow? And I didn't fully understand the dangers of this today, but I used some of those services that will auto follow and auto like other accounts. And at the time I was like, this is great. Look at all this engagement. Mm-mm, not so much. And then I, I made the worst decision of all when I wanted this swipe up feature to get uh, you needed over 10,000 followers to swipe up and share a link. And I'm like, I need that. I need to have that. And I was, at, I think it was around 9,000 or so. And I bought 1,500 or 2,000 followers. I can't remember exactly to get me over that 10,000. And just all of that combined. And then the stale account over time, Instagram's decided I have a super low, low engagement account and a large or, or a portion of my followers are not real. And so understanding how the algorithm works now, which I explain more in later in the, when I'm talking with Paige, it made all the sense in the world to just scrap it, start over from scratch, build it the right way so that only the people following me, like the audience, they all chose to be there. Every single one of them, a real person chose to be there and already spoiler alert again, the engagements through the roof compared to my original account. So last call to action, please go follow the massive agent on Instagram as quickly as possible because I'm going to be deleting the old one very, very soon. All right. Um, and here's a little tip for you guys. I talk about crypto quite a bit. Um, you know, if, if you know me in real life, I, I love cryptocurrency. I love, I gamble a little bit with some of these weird, obscure ones, but I'm always looking for like, okay, what's what's going to take over real estate? Like, is there anything out there that that's promising within the field that I understand? And for a while, there hasn't been. There, there's been a couple things that have started that would basically let you uh, tokenize ownership of property, kind of like fractional ownership, but with uh, the token holders of the crypto would be the fractional owners. But there's a new one that, that just launched called Home Run. HMRN is the ticker. It's still very, very small. It's only a week or so old, but I know the founder very well and know some of the behind the scenes 
uh, reasons why they're building it and the business plan long term. I believe if you guys are into cryptocurrency, check out Home Run. It's not available in that many places. You need you need to buy it with Binance Coin, and uh, it's on the Binance blockchain. But HMRN is is the the ticker, if you will. Uh, but you can get info at homeruntoken.com. So if you want to learn what does this thing do, why am I even talking about it? Why why do I think it has some long term potential? Um, go go check out homeruntoken.com. As of the day I'm recording this, it's like four cents. There's some serious long term potential. So if you understand crypto and you can figure out how to actually buy this coin, which is the hardest part, then I think it's worth looking at, and I'm, I'm trying to get the founder on the show next week or the week after to dive deeper into what this this new real estate-backed crypto is all about. Um, I'm excited about it, and I think it's worth at least looking into. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not giving financial advice. I may lose a shitload of money on this. I don't know, but I'm interested in it. I think it has potential. I'm letting you know that that's what I think. It's an opinion only, and if you choose to go check it out and and invest in some of the tokens yourself. That's on you, not on me. There we go. All right. Um, guys, let's get into the interview real quick with Paige Steckling. She popped up in my Instagram feed a while ago, uh, just with her reels. And I'm like, wow, she's doing great. Oh my gosh, she's in my local market. And I started following her and I realized she really has a talent for this. And to see how she's grown her, her account into what it is today is crazy. So she has some amazing lessons for you guys who are maybe not creating content yet, or you are, but it's not so good, or you're struggling for ideas. No matter where you're at in your content creation journey, you're going to love this interview. So let's talk with Paige Steckling right now. What's up, guys? We are here with Paige Steckling, or as you might know her, Utah Real Estate Paige on Instagram. She's a realtor here in Utah, uh, in the Salt Lake and Utah County area. And um, one of my favorite follows on Instagram because her reels are just so damn clever and, uh, and creative and they just they get a point across quickly and they're entertaining. So I wanted to talk to Paige to see, you know, just to hear the story of how she comes up with these and what it's done for her business and and go from there. So Paige, welcome to the Massive Asian Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Um, you've been doing some really, really good reels. You've been getting a lot of views, a lot of exposure from from what I can see. And um, and it's cool that we're in the same market. So wanted to talk to you and you know hear hear the story. So first off, how long have you been an agent and then let's jump into, you know, when you started doing reels and why. Okay. So I have been an agent for about 8 years. I started on a team at Keller Williams as a buyer's agent because I wanted to hit the ground running and it was awesome to learn. Then I started having kids. I went under a local guy, Jimmy Eaton, you probably know him. Mm -hmm. And you know, he just charged me like 500 bucks for a deal. I was doing it on the side. And then I started really getting serious again, probably a couple years ago. And then in July of last year, I posted my first reel just for fun. And it got a ton of views and I got a bunch of followers. And I was like, what is going on here? I only had 800 followers at the time. And um, wow. yes, I posted it just to be, you know, lighthearted about a, a topic I saw a friend's audio that everyone is using and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly how I feel when somebody uses another agent that doesn't do half the stuff that I do and I know it's charging the same amount and um, anyways, it's kind of frustrating. So I posted that and then suddenly I was getting all these comments, like hate comments and I looked and it had 20,000 views in like the first hour and I was like, why does this video have so many views? I don't On get it. On your first reel? On my first reel, yeah, wow. it had 20,000 views, 800 followers, and then I started looking into it a little bit and I realized that Instagram will sometimes push your reels out because they're trying to get people over from TikTok. And um, so I was like, all right, I guess we're doing reels now. And it's Game been on. great ever since. That's, that, okay, that's cool as hell. So you had 800 followers at the time. You now, mm -hmm. as of the time we're recording this, 20,000, over 20,000. And yes. I know... Uh, I know about you because your reels would start showing up in my feed. And I'm like, this is hilarious. This is awesome. And then I noticed you're, you're in Utah. So I was like, cool. And yeah. you've had reels now that have had millions of views, right? Yes. I have one that has um, just under 8 million views, which is crazy. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. The, oh, okay. Um, are you enjoying reels now? Like, uh, it, it seems like you really understand understand them and it seems pretty natural is that is that fair 
Yeah, and I think that's a big thing. Like I see a bunch, some agents just trying to post a reel every day just to post or it seems like they're trying to force it. Yeah. And I actually love making them. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. This one's going to go viral for sure, you know? Yeah. And so I have fun with it. And I think that's the biggest thing. When you start posting reels, you have to be genuine and um, either get really helpful information across that, you know, people are going to share and want to learn or post something that's actually funny to you that you find entertaining. Um, because if you're just posting to post, I feel like people are going to get sick of it. So you have to have fun with it and, and show your own personality. Yeah, th that's good advice. Uh, so you don't feel super pressured to post every single day then? I don't post every single day. So okay. I, once that first reel went viral and then I had a couple other get, I didn't have another one get that many views for, I think I posted like 15 reels or something before I had, like I would get like 5,000 views here and there, you know, my account was smaller. Um, but I posted, yeah, a bunch before one really went viral again. So at first I just was doing a reel and a post every other day, Monday through Friday, and then taking a break on the weekend. And now I'm, um, just tell myself I'm going to post at least two reels a week and try to post two solid posts a week. Cause I don't want to overwhelm people. Some people say you should post every single day. I don't know. Maybe that's good, but I don't want to, um, get too annoying. I don't want people to get too sick of <laughs> yeah. all over Instagram, you know, so that's what I stick to. Fair enough. I'm yeah. I hear from all the experts. You got to post once a day. You need to post one reel a day and like it can get crazy, but you've shown that quantity over quality over quantity works too. You know, you, you do yeah. more thoughtful ones, more creative ones that make you laugh and you're not so pressured to do it daily. And I think that that's a super important lesson for those who haven't started doing reels yet or TikToks, same thing. And it, because they're, they hear these experts are like, you got you need to post it every day, once a day, yeah. twice a day, four times a day. Absolutely. And we also have to sell real estate. Like we also have clients to service. So exactly. how do you, how do you juggle the business of being an agent, showings, writing offers, taking listings, all of that with creating content. What does that balance look like? So I try to make all of my reels on Sunday. Okay. So I'll just batch. I make them in this office. I, there's like good light at this window over here. And so I'll just make, um, some people make batch, I think one or two months at a time. I just batch a week at a time. So now I'm like, okay, I need to make at least two reels on Sunday and I'll jot down ideas throughout the week. Like, Oh, this would be great with this audio. And mainly what I try to focus on though, instead of audios and just try to come up with something random is a message I want to send. So, um, and another thing going back to posting every day, when I first started posting reels, I wasn't getting random business, but the biggest thing that I saw is it helped keep me top of mind with my SOI. Mm. So my SOI was seeing me consistently and I feel like some people were like, oh, she's trying really hard. We're going to give her a deal. Like, oh, that was funny. You know, I'm going to call her. People that I hadn't spoken to in years um, would reach out and, you know, use me on a deal. And I think it's just because they were seeing my face consistently. And now it's gotten to the point where I'm getting people who aren't in my SOI. Random people will call me. So I think that goes back to I didn't want to burn out my SOI. Like they liked it when I first started. And so not being too consistent, I feel like if I was posting every single day, they were going to unfollow me or get burnt out. So, um, anyways, but yeah, now I just make a couple, two to five on Sunday. And I really try to focus on what message I want to get across, um, that week. Like if I have a ton of buyers, I'll be like, okay, I need to post some reels about getting listings, you know, and right. vice versa. That's awesome. Uh, so you may, you said something really important there that you were reminding the people who already know you that you exist basically. Exactly. You know, your sphere of influence was seeing you more often. You were top of mind. That's, that's so underestimated. You, you know, we, we, we so over, uh, we put so much importance. We over, I'm trying to say over important. doesn't work. Uh, we're, we're over prioritizing. Yeah. yeah, we're over prioritizing like the quality of what we put out. That's important, but just seeing your face for a split second in their newsfeed, 
they remember you again. And they don't even need to watch your shit. They could just, they don't need to watch your shit. But I mean, if it's a reel and it's four seconds long, it's much easier to, to watch it and then laugh about it. But they don't need to watch it. You just need to show up. But now that you've grown past that and you're, you know, the Instagram algorithm, which is so powerful, is showing your stuff to new people, you're getting deals from total strangers. So you're expanding your network and you don't even know it. It's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I got a call um, last week and I never answer numbers. I don't know. I should because I'm in real estate. I don't do it either. I love, I'd love to hear you say that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Half the time it's like a lender or a, you know, an insurance salesman, health insurance salesman. So I answered and they said, is this page? I'm like, yeah, like holding my breath. Here we go for the sales pitch, you know? Right. And he goes, Hey, I um, need to sell my house. I was like, is this a joke? (laughs) Like called me directly. Usually people are DMing me or, you know, reaching out on the website I said, cool, where's your house at? His house is down in Provo. And I said, how did you find me? He said, oh, just scrolling on TikTok. So he called me directly. Wow. I happen to answer the phone. I never do. And he literally said, hey, is this page? I need to sell my house. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I didn't, I wanted to act like it wasn't like, you know, happening all the time. But yeah, it was pretty crazy. I was like, all right, this is awesome. This is where I want to be. <laughs> Stay calm. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should do that audio. For right. That one. Right, from the office? Yes. Oh, for sure. You can use that with so many things. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So are you doing the exact same video on Reels and TikTok or no. different? Okay. Tell so me about I that. always post my Instagram Reels to TikTok and you want to save your video before you post it to Instagram so it takes off the watermark. So you save it and then you want to find that same audio on TikTok and then just post the silent video with the audio from TikTok. So I'm always posting my reels to TikTok. I never really post my TikToks to Instagram because TikTok, it's a younger generation in general, I think, and they yeah. want to be real and raw. So on TikTok, I will also post just like me saying something I want to say with no makeup on or responding to comments on there. And it's not as professional as my Instagram. So TikTok, I kind of post anything and everything. And people want to see the real raw you on there. And I feel like those do really well. Um, but I always post everything from my reels to TikTok. Nice. So you're, you're using reels to create the content usually, unless it's a, just a TikTok. Unless you're, it's just a super, I'm recording straight from TikTok, a reply or just talking about something quickly. Awesome. So you can download, you can save the, the video before you've actually posted it to reels and it won't have the, the watermark. Yes. So in the top, there's like a little arrow that points down. So you always save it before you post it and then it won't have the watermark and you can just upload it to TikTok with the audio. Sometimes the audio is a little bit off. So then you can just save it from your Instagram after you've posted it, but still add the audio from TikTok. Hope this isn't, if you've never done a TikTok, you won't know what I'm talking about, but um, still post it to, to TikTok and add that same audio and turn the volume down and your volume up from your Instagram reel because adding the trending audio from TikTok will help your, will help it go viral. Yes. I think I learned that from the broke agent or, or Matt oh, yeah. Leonetti because they would do that with some of their, some of their stuff. Yeah. They just turn the volume all the way down on a trending song. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it helps. For sure. For yeah. sure. So uh, I, I learned this too. Um, to, I learned how to save a TikTok that you've already posted without the watermark. You swipe up before it saves. Yes. I yeah. learned that too, just barely, actually. Yeah, I just I saw that coming across my feed. I'm like, does this work? And I tried it, and it works. So, yeah. It yeah. Does. So there's hope for you guys that are creating on TikTok, and you don't want the watermark. Cool. Just do that little little hack. Yeah. So, so Paige, earlier you mentioned that you you had some comments that weren't weren't exactly awesome. You had some you had some douchebags basically in um, responding to your reels. Yeah. Was that, was that hard for you? Is it something that you've had to overcome? Does it bug you or are you kind of to the point where you just don't care anymore? Like to, I, this is a big objection for a lot of, a lot of people, um, to start. So can you walk us through that? Yes. So I would say at first I really didn't care. I was like, this is awesome. My video is going viral. Like all these right. random people are commenting. Sometimes someone will get to me, like if someone's a real douchebag, you know, if it's something that I'm already self-conscious about, but for the most part, if I see rude comments on my reel, I'm like, this is great because I know it's on the explore page. 
because right. my people are never going to comment something rude. Like the people who are my followers, who are supporting me, who are going to stick around, they're not going to be posting that crap. So now I'm kind of like, oh, awesome. I guess my reel's going viral because I'm getting hateful comments. Um, so that one reel that went, that got like 8 million views, that one, I was kind of overwhelmed. It went so viral that there were so many rude people that I kind of started to get in my head. I'm like, gosh, does everyone just hate me? Should I just give up and like delete this thing? But um, now that's over. So I'm feeling good. Back to myself. But um, yeah, I got some crazy comments. So you just kind of have to get to the point where you're grateful for people commenting. And honestly, the people that are commenting, taking the time to like rip someone on social media, it's like they're in a bad place mentally. Like that actually sucks. So you just oh, have yeah. to recognize that and be grateful that they're actually helping your post stay out there and get more viral. The more people comment, the more Instagram is like, oh, this must be a good post. People like it. They're going to keep pushing it out. So but yeah, I have some bad ones. I can, I can read you some if you want though. But yeah. Yes, pull those up. I, I think those would be those would be funny. Uh, okay, like so, the, the mean tweets kind of thing. Yeah. So I read these at um, one of my friends, Sabrina, did like a reels workshop, and so and a couple people were saying, "Oh yeah, we get some mean comments. It's really, you know, it's hard." And I'm like, "Your comments have nothing on mine." So this is just one. I screenshot of this. This is one time I opened my notifications, and in a row it said, uh, "You are an effing realtor, but not effing." Grow up and go home, you waste of life. <laughs> oh my God. How about real estate agents are leeches and present, prevent, present no value to society? Right, right. Just trying to, oh my gosh, I can't even read this one. But anyways, it was just like boom, 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 right in a row of like super rude, hateful comments. So yeah, that one got a little overwhelming, but now we're, we're back to normal. We're good, so. <laughs> well, that one obviously touched a nerve with a bunch of people that you'd never work with. You know, and those exactly. people can't afford homes anyways. And let's be honest, they're in their mom's basement. Well, people hate real estate agents. I'm realizing, I don't know if like, it's just people who have had a bad experience. Obviously all agents aren't created equals. There are some bad eggs out there. So I don't know if it's just people who've had a bad experience or what, but yeah, there's some people who like hate real estate agents. I've realized. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And they get triggered and just fly off the handle. Yeah. Uh, in social media comments, it's it's funny, it's pathetic, but it's also like you mentioned earlier, it has nothing to do with you. It's yeah. a, it's a reflection of them and the misery that they have, or the unhappiness, or they're seeing you doing something that they wouldn't have the balls to do, or that they wouldn't go after, or something along those lines. It's never about you. It's you turned a mirror on them, and they didn't like what they saw somehow. Exactly. There's a reason that they're getting triggered and they're upset. So yeah, not everyone's going to love you, but it's worth it. Yeah. Well, hell you've, it, so you're closing deals from your Instagram and TikTok content, right? Yes. I have, um, over two million, $2 million under contract right now, just from Instagram and TikTok. It's that's great. awesome. Yeah. That, that's super cool. So what percentage, when did you say you posted the first reel January, 2020? July uh, for 2021. I mean, uh, July, I think, 2021. I think, yeah, July, 2021. So it hasn't even been a year yet. That's nuts. I know. <laughs> That's it's really crazy. nuts. So since then, what around, what percentage of your business would you say is coming to you from, from your content? Um, right half? now, at least half. Yeah. Wow. So, but like I said, some of it's from my SOI, but I don't know that my SOI would have reached out to me if, if I weren't so active on social media. Right. So I'd say even the ones from my SOI are large in part because of my social media. Right. This is but why... I marketing. I spend like $0 on marketing. Like I, I mean, I, I uh, partner with another girl sometimes on a couple of our bigger listings and mm -hmm. we'll send out like just sold postcards, but that's about it. This is incredible, Paige, because so many agents who don't have the organic reach that you have, they're paying to do retargeting, you know, retargeting their sphere of influence and all that, which is great. Like that's a, an amazing tactic. Yeah. But if you don't need to, if you could just basically accomplish what retargeting does and that's staying in front of them over and over, reminding them you exist and maybe teaching them something, uh, making them laugh or, or something, or even yeah. just like teaching them that, oh my God, this inflation thing and interest rates are going to kill us if we don't yes. buy this year. Exactly. Um, it's, it's value to them. And then 
you're accomplishing the same thing as if you had a big retargeting campaign through Facebook exactly. or Instagram ads. And that's a lie. Actually, I have um, boosted some posts, so I do staging as well. So sometimes I'll boost my staging to you know get that out there a single post. But I don't yeah. even think you can boost a reel. So I get the most reach from my reels. Um, right. But yeah, going back to that, I would say actually posting stuff that's going to be helpful to people. There's so many things you can post, especially on the buyer side that people don't know. Like one of my reels that went viral was about, um, I did a reel to Biggie Smalls, like if you don't know, now you know. Mm -hmm. And I just said, you don't have to put 20% down on a home. And I almost hesitated. I'm like, is this stupid? Are people going to be like, yeah, no shit. You don't have to put 20% down on a home. We know that. But they don't know that. I had like five people be like, oh my gosh, I literally have been saving to put 20% down. I had right. no idea. I'm like, oh, well, sweet. Let's get your house. You know, so right. there's so many things you think since we've been in real estate for so long that are common sense that most people have no idea. So there's so many things you can post that are going to be helpful to people. Just the smallest little thing. And I'd say just break it down, make it super simple. Try to keep your reels between seven, seven to nine seconds and um, make them... So I follow the pink sparrow. She's like a great account to follow for real ideas. Oh yeah. I just learned about her like three days ago. She's amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. But she says, make your reels edutaining. So yes. educational and entertaining and you'll be fine. So Paige, how do you come up with these creative ideas? I get this all the time from agents on my team and you know, just other agents that are like, okay, shut up. I know I need to do these, but what the hell do I do them about? Yeah. What do you tell those people? So I would say pick a topic. I started with one of my first reels was the home buying process. And it was the, it was a trending audio, just like a bunch of boom sounds. And I just like put the process in order, like select a rate agent, get pre-approved, look at homes, make an offer, get an inspection, finish up financing, close on the house, you know, like anything or the process right. of listing a house what is due diligence what is earnest money how much do you need to put down like anything and if you want to get inspired now there's so many accounts that are doing reels if you just go to the explore page and start scrolling you can just save audios you like and think how can this apply to real estate and yes. just start saving those audios every single audio can be applied to real estate in some way so just try to think what how can i apply this and even if it's just kind of funny and entertaining, make it educational in the caption. So make sure you put caption in there and then write about why this is funny or something about the topic that's going to be helpful to somebody. So you're not just, you know, being a clown on social media. Right. Which can helpful. work too. It depends. It depends on who you are, you know, yeah. but, but you, see you're the way you do these reels because they are edutaining, they, uh, you're building credibility too. You're not just a clown. I mean, you can get a lot of views by being some clown, but it yeah. doesn't mean you're going to have the credibility to get someone to want to hire you. I don't know how helpful that's going to be. Like, it's great. Yeah. You'll probably get followers, but are people going to want to like call you to list their million dollar house or trust you with their biggest investment of all time? So if you're just goofing off, you'll probably get some followers. Maybe you'll get some business from, you know, people, but you want to be taken seriously and come across like you know what you're doing. So you want to put at least some educational stuff, stuff in there. Right. I mean, I, it looks to me like you consume a lot of other reels and TikToks, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's part of my business now. I've got to scroll on social media. Right. Because for inspiration. That's what I yeah. tell my husband. <laughs> yeah, it, I, that's funny. I tell my wife the same thing. I'm like, babe, yeah, I'm looking at this ridiculous thing on Market TikTok, research. but I'm working. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it, but it's, it's so true. The best content creators are the best content consumers. It, mm. I don't know anyone that can just like wake up in the morning having seen no inspiration, just like, here's an idea for a reel and here's yeah. the sound I'm going to use with it. You, exactly. you get that by watching other people's shit and watching a lot of other people's shit and branch outside of real estate too. Uh, like the best ideas I've ever gotten were not from other real estate people. It was from something totally, totally random. Same. And then I used your advice, you know? Think of that. Okay, how can I relate this to what I do for real estate? Yeah, yeah. So we have to spend a lot of time on our phones, you know, just watching and consuming content. But before you know it, you'll just be driving down the street and you'll be like, "Oh, there's a real idea. Oh, I just got yeah. another one." And yeah. you you train your brain. Um, do you feel like you've 
you feel like you're there? Like, have, have you kind of trained your brain to, to be a content creator or is it something you still work on daily? Oh yeah. I like think in, in, uh, audios, like TikTok audios, yeah. like real estate audios. Like I'll be like, how about no, immediately no. Like if something <laughs> happens, right. I'll like quote these audios that are trending, but then it helps you think like, oh my gosh, this is how I feel. Like if something happens when you're out and about, it also helps obviously when you're out working and stuff happens, you're like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of this audio that's viral. That's exactly how I feel. Yes. And then it, it's great because it actually is relatable. You know, you want to make something that applies well and that's relatable to other people. So anyways, yeah, I've trained my brain for sure. Awesome. It, it takes practice. You can't just wake up one morning and you're like, oh, I'm a pro. You've got to go yeah. through the motions. Yeah. So, so Paige, since you've started really being a great prolific, if you will, content creator. Um, what's one of the biggest mistakes you've made? The biggest mistakes I've made. Um, well, or something you would do differently. Something I would do differently. I mean, had I known that this was going to blow up, mm. I would have tried to get things in place um, ahead of time with systems and with like bringing on a buyer's agent because I'm letting people fall through the cracks right now. Like I, yeah. someone will reach out to me and want to buy. I'll say, what's your number? I'll text them my loan officer's info. And then I follow up if my loan officer sends me their pre-approval. If not, they're just lost into space. So I'm like not following up with people. I'm not on the phones. I'm not calling. I'm not, I don't have my systems in place, which I'm trying to get um, set up now. Like I'm meeting with a buyer's agent tomorrow to bring on. I need someone who I can just hand off buyers to. Um, yeah. So I wish I would have been more prepared. I'm a creative. If you can't tell, I'm not like a no. systems person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish I would have gotten things a little bit more dialed in before this blew up because I'm sure I've lost so many deals that people have DM'd me. I've just never even followed up with. Do you have an admin or anyone that's you know running your follow-up boss or whatever? Nope. I have not, a... Not yet. Not yet. I have, yeah. I have follow-up boss. I don't use it as much as I should. Um, but, and then I have like an admin through my brokerage where it's just like 200 bucks and they'll do the paperwork for you. Oh, um, TC? Yes. Awesome. But I'm kind of, yeah, TC, but I'm kind of a control freak. I need to let go and just bring people on. So yeah, that's my biggest mistake and something I'm working on right now. <laughs> no, that, that's really good advice too, because so often, and I've done this too, I still do it we focus so hard on getting the thing off the ground, right? Like building the thing, getting, getting it to go so we can start getting the results, but we forget about, Oh shit, what happens when we do get the results? Like exactly. when you start getting a bunch of buyers and sellers, are you ready for it? You know, exactly. do you have the systems in place? And that's really valuable advice. Just like you Paige, when, when, um, my lead gen strategy really started to take off years ago, mm -hmm. I had all sorts of shit falling through the cracks because I, I didn't even think about it. I was yeah. I was like starving to death at the time. So I'm like, oh my God, I need business. So I got business and I'm like, feel. oh, now what? Yeah. And money's just you know left on the table and people are being underserved, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, but it's a good problem to have and it can be fixed. So yeah. it's, it's a better problem than most. So that's yeah. really good advice. Um, what, so you talked about, something you do differently, what's something that you want to double down on or that you want to do more of um, now that you've seen what does work? What what were you like, oh my God, if I were starting today, I would do this. Um, I were starting today, I would um, make sure my, I would get some templates because my if you look at my old Instagram, it like looks kind of a mess. It's all over the place. You want your feed to look super professional. I feel like that helps because people are going to find you on the explore page on reels, but then they're going to go to your page. You want to have a great bio in place. that says exactly what you're doing. And then you want to get some templates, whether you're using like coffee and contracts or you can buy them on Etsy. Um, for me at least. So I have like a real cover for almost every reel. And then sometimes I have my face on there because you want your face to be on your feed too. Yes. Um, but you want it to look streamlined. If, if your feed doesn't look professional, What's to say that your marketing on someone's house is going to look professional? Why is that going to look good, but your feed looks like crap? So I would say I would probably get those and have a streamlined feed right from the get-go. Now mm -hmm. I'm not going to start over, so no one's going to scroll that far down, hopefully anyways. 
Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to start over like you. I wanted to talk to you about oh, that shit. too. I can't yeah. believe you're doing that. <laughs> I can't believe it either, but I'm glad I did. So, yeah. so what Paige is talking about, um, if you follow me on, on Instagram, I am deleting my Instagram, starting a completely new one. So you guys need to go follow the new account at the massive agent. Uh, I'm a bigger deal now, right? I'm the, the <laughs> massive agent. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the reason being, I made a lot of mistakes because I've had that account for forever. Like let's say four five, six years, something like that. Yeah. And a lot of people have had their Instagrams a lot longer than that. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I just had a boring, stale account and I would just post bullshit. Then I'm like, wait a minute, I need more followers. I need, I need an audience. So I did the cardinal sin. I hired one of those um, auto follow, auto like type services. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time I was like, this is great. My engagement's going up. Like it's really working. Cool. But Instagram is not stupid. And I didn't really understand the algorithm. Then I was I was wanting to get over 10,000 followers so I can get the swipe up. Back when you had to have 10,000 10, followers to get the, the swipe up gotcha. uh, link. Yeah. And so I bought like 1,500 or 2,000 followers, I, I forget, <laughs> to get over the hump. Yeah. And I was so stoked at the time. I was like, yes, now I have the swipe up. But what I've learned about the algorithm made me realize, I'm getting like a fraction, a fraction of a fraction of the engagement that I should be with these numbers. And I feel like I'm doing great content now. I wasn't before, but I've got it figured out. I need to start from scratch and just build this right. And it, it was scary. Um, but I was telling you before we started the recording page, I've noticed my story views are about, they're almost as much on my new account that I as of today, I have like 500 followers on the new account. Yeah. The massive agent. So yeah. go bump those numbers up, people. My story views are about the same as on my original account with 14,000 followers. Dang, that's crazy. So it's wild. So yeah. I know that I made the right decision. I just had to let go of this, this vanity metric of how many followers I had. Yeah. Once I got past that, I don't give a shit. Like I'm going to build this the right way and it's going to do great. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I've heard that Instagram will push your stuff based on the percentage of followers that you have that are engaging. Yes. So if you have a bunch, if you have like bots on there that are never going to engage, they're like, Oh, Instagram must not like your post. We're not going to push it out to as many people because a low percentage of their following is engaging. So right. You'll blow it up quick. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems to be doing great so far with, with what it is because I, they're all people that chose to be there. Yeah. And, and that's, what's cool. So, what Paige is referring to with, with the algorithm is when you post something, let's, uh, they don't just share it with everybody. I think everybody knows that by now. Yeah. But what they do is they'll share it to, let's say they share it to 100 people or 50 people. And of those 100 people, you know, it's going to see how it does. Are people engaging with it? And if half of those 100 people are bots or dummy accounts and not even active, they can't engage with it. Yeah. And so even if the other 50% loves it and is, and is engaging with it, Instagram's like, wait a minute, this is getting low engagement when it's really not. So those followers are completely screwing you. Yeah. The, those, those dummy, dummy accounts. So it's really cool when everyone on the new account wants to be there and to see the engagement through the roof. And then I just have to be patient. Um, do you follow Neil home? No, no, Neil. Uh, he's a loan officer in Reno. Oh, cool. Yeah, Neil Home, N E E L Home. Um, he's a he's a friend of mine, and I've watched him. He he restarted his account. I want to say two years ago, maybe three years ago. But he's almost at ninety thousand followers now, Dang. and he's become like a freaking celebrity. And like he's the business he's doing is yeah. insane. I follow what's a mortgage. Is it similar to that? Um, Does he post mortgage stuff? No, it's oh. more like personal finance stuff. Gotcha. Or an investing type stuff, really, really good, high quality stuff. Um, but when he started oh, it from I scratch, him. <laughs> I of course you are. Now, yeah, 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 great stuff. And he's blown up because he built Instagram the right way, and he started over a year or so ago. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. He posts good yeah. stuff. I've shared some of his stuff before. Yeah, great, amazing. Like great delivery. But he just like you, just like me, just like anybody else. Like he started at day one too. Yeah. And he got to where he's at with how 
great of a communicator he is, how succinct and, and uh, articulate he is through repetitions. Yeah, everything he posts is helpful. Like I followed him yeah. because someone shared one of his reels and then I looked at a couple and I liked a couple of his things. I found them helpful. So I'm like, I'm gonna follow him because I wanna see more of this. And he keeps it short, he keeps it simple, which is great, so. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Instagram is fun. It's, um, is Instagram your favorite platform? Yeah, because there's so much you can do on there. I always say, like, I, you know, you share your listings, you can post fun reels, people can get to know you in your stories, you know, you can engage with people, you can go live and, like, have a conversation in front of everyone. There's so many options that, um, you know, obviously there's good and bad to it, but, yeah, Instagram is my number one platform, so. I'd agree. Uh, uh, probably a year to two years ago, I would have said Facebook is still my favorite, but Instagram is just so diverse. It can do so many things. It's so powerful. Once yeah. you learn how the algorithm works and you you do it right, it's amazing. It can just take off like yours has done since July, for God's sakes, like nine yeah. months. It's crazy. I know. Yeah. Hopefully. Less than nine months. Yeah. Super yes. cool. So, so Paige, what's next for you? Like, you know, now that you are, you've had this, uh, like, this fire has been lit under your business and, and now you have a brand that's fueling that what's next. I would love to build a great team. And like I said, finish getting my systems in place. So we just can bust a foul. I, um, and so I stage houses too, like I mentioned. So I would love to just get my systems in place where it's like, we go, we meet with our team set up a data stage, my buyers I'm handing off, and um, yeah, I'm just focusing on, on list, listing and staging my listings, because um, right now I feel like I'm a crazy person running around hustling every deal. I'm not letting my service level down, so I'm literally just working from like when I wake up to like 11 p.m. at night, um, because I'm like determined to keep my service level high, mm -hmm. um, so I need to start delegating, and I'm not gonna take on a buyer, I, I told my husband, I'm like, I am never taking a buyer again. Like, I can't do it. It's crazy. I want to yeah. work closely with them, but I can't be out showing homes. It just takes way too much time. So bringing a buyer's agent or two on and just handing those off while still working closely to make sure the service level is there is my goal. Awesome. And yeah. buyers, especially in this market, are crazy. It's crazy. I'm buying a house right now because I'm crazy. Yeah. And it, so did you grow up in Utah? I'm from North County, San Diego originally, but I've been ah. here for like 15 years. I'm old now. Okay. So 15 years ago, the Salt Lake market is not what it is today. Yeah. Like, you know, I see you mention this in your content quite a bit because it's true. Salt Lake's like the number one housing market for appreciation and for, you know, all of that, like, and yeah. top five for all the other metrics. Mm -hmm. It's crazy because I grew up here. I, I grew up in Sandy, then went, lived in Holiday most of my life. And then I've lived all around the Salt Lake Valley. To get into real estate back in, I, I got into real estate in 2011. Uh, the market had just taken a shit and the REOs and uh, short sales everywhere, which new agents don't even know what those are. They're like, what's a short sale? What's an REO? Yeah. <laughs> um, to see it grow into the hottest market in, in the country is wild. And to be in the business that helps that go is wild too. So, you know, Talk about that, like just being in the right place at the right time. You know, you've been here for 15 years. What has that been like um, to kind of participate in, in all this growth? It's been crazy. So I got in right at the end of that. So I've been in real estate for eight years. Um, and so the guy whose team I joined, he was coming off of just doing mostly short sales. Um, so yeah, it's been pretty good since I've been in the market. It used to be so much easier to help buyers. I, I oh, yeah. tell buyers in my consultations now, I, I said, it used to be when I would help buyers, I'd say, take the week and kind of uh, highlight your favorites. And then next week we'll pick our top five and we'll go see them and we'll choose one. Now it's right. like, if something comes up, you have to be there an hour ago if you want yep. a shot. And um, if they're accepting through the weekend, you're gonna be 50,000 over appraised value. Like it's nuts. So I've just kind of had to, um, really nail down like a few tactics, but it's so hard for buyers right now. I feel so bad for them. I love listing houses right now. It's amazing. It's just like right. you're the queen and just like letting everything come to you. Um, but yeah, it's so hard for buyers. It's really sad actually. You can't get something right now 
with an FHA loan almost. It's so hard mm. because everyone, if you only are putting three and a half percent down, there's 10 people who are willing to pay over appraisal. And if you only have three and a half percent, it's almost impossible to get something in the, in the 300 range, you know? So right. sad. cash is king. Yeah. It really is. Um, I remember the days of Utah housing when you could get 100% financing and just buy homes all day long with 100%. That's when I first got in. Yeah. Yeah. I did some of those. So yeah. Now one of my long gone. Yeah. I haven't heard of them in years because you can't do that. People are yeah. putting 20%, 50% down and then they're willing to pay 50 to 100 or more over, over uh, appraisal out of their pocket. Like yeah. cash is king. So even though you can buy a house with three and a half percent down, it doesn't hard. mean that you, doesn't mean it's going to work in this market. Yeah. You can still do it. I actually have one right now, finally, but it's just a night. You have one? And it takes some time. Yeah. It does for sure. So. Yeah. That's awesome. So Paige, um, whenever we have a guest on, we, we like to do these rapid fire questions. They're either, or you don't need to elaborate unless you want to. And then uh, we'll wrap it up with you letting everyone know where they can find you and learn more about you and send referrals your way, of course. Cool. Um, so let's jump into the rapid fire, Facebook right, or Instagram, Instagram, Instagram or TikTok. Um, Instagram. I do like TikTok for some things. Like it's more real. It's easy. You can post one in two seconds, but Instagram. Right. Uh, books or podcasts? Podcasts. Who has time to read books anymore? <laughs> I know, right? Audible or podcasts all the way. <laughs> right. I make time to read 10 pages of a physical book every morning because I'm weird, but. Good for you. I, I will, after I get my systems in place and get my buyer's agents, maybe I'll go back to that. There you go. Yeah. You need that extra time. Yeah. For sure. Um, iPhone or Android? iPhone. I know, Come stupid. On. I keep saying I'm going to remove the question, so I'm going to remove the question <laughs> right now because it's stupid. There we go. Jeff West in Oregon, one of my agents. You got to get yourself an iPhone, my friend. Some He's a people, green bubble guy. Some people are just anti-Apple, I guess, but I'm just like, I don't care. I can't I can't go to Android. I don't know. No, can't do it. Mm -hmm. um, okay, podcasts or audiobooks? Gosh, that's a tough one. Um, probably podcasts, but I love a good audiobook. For sure. For sure. Rental properties or flipping? I would love to do a flip. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. I'm so scared. So I have rental properties. So I guess I'll go rental properties. Maybe good for you. flip someday. Right, local rental properties? We've got one in St. George and then one in. Uh -huh. When did you buy the one in St. George? Oh my gosh. We bought it almost a year ago nice so yeah it's been good i remember you could buy a three thousand square foot home for under 200 in st george i know st george has gone crazy yeah yeah i love st george Me too. um burgers or pizza pizza new york or la uh la okay nfl or nba nba baseball or football Football. Mountains or beach? Beach. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that since I'm a Utah real estate agent, but I'm a beach person. Hey, everyone here wants to go to the beach and everyone from the beach wants to, well, some of them want to come to the mountains. So. Yeah. Oh, good. Podcasts or vlogs? Podcasts. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube. Rich Dad, Poor Dad or Millionaire Real Estate Agent? Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Uber or Lyft? Uber. And Gary V or Grant Cardone? Gary V. Nice. <laughs> and Paige, what is, what's one of the most impactful books you've ever read or listened to? Um, I am reading Atomic Habits right now, listening to it, and it's nice. been awesome. Um, I also loved You Are a Badass. That was a good one, just to like, for mindset. Um, but yeah, I'm loving Atomic Habits right now been awesome very cool i think i need to finish that one so obviously my habits aren't so atomic <laughs> I've, I've only listened to some of that one yeah but really good i i listen to like bits and pieces of books until i like i get something from it and i was like awesome and then sometimes i'll move on to something else and come back later yeah i'm weird <laughs> uh so Paige, where can people find you they can find me on instagram utah real estate page same on tiktok 
Um, I have everything linked on there. Basically, Perfect. Tree, so. Perfect. And if you are listening, we, we will have pages, social links in our show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll have them in the description. So definitely go follow Paige. I do. I, I think she's doing great stuff. Um, it, it really helps to see other professionals doing what you're doing for a living using social media in such a creative way. So she's a great follow. So Paige, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been fun. Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. Talk soon. Okay. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I learned a lot from that. That was such an enjoyable conversation. Paige, thanks again for coming on the Massive Agent Podcast and sharing your wisdom. And it's going to be cool to watch her account grow even further. And, uh, you know, I hope one day to catch up to her, but she's pretty damn clever and creative with those reels. So that's uh, that's kind of a tall order. Um, guys, make sure that you go get the uh, the 30-day free trial of Follow-Up Boss. Follow-Up Boss is the best CRM, the best business growth platform business. We could give it all sorts of fancy names, but ultimately it's the tool that agents need to grow and scale your business. It handles drip campaigns. It handles follow-up. It handles, you know, listing plans to do lists, um, you know, following up with clients on their birthdays, all that stuff. Like everything you'd want a CRM to do, this does. And so much more, especially if you're trying to build a team or bring on agents to help you grow a team, you need to look at why follow-up boss is being used by all the top players in the industry. It just is. In the interview, Paige is like, yeah, I use Follow-Up Boss. Of course, because she's a top realtor. Go check it out, guys. It's not a surprise that every all the biggest brokerages and agents are using Follow-Up Boss. So luckily, because you listen to the show, you get hooked up with a 30-day free trial. All you need to do is go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss. There's a link in the description or the show notes, whether you're watching or listening, go do that. They don't even ask for your credit card. That's how confident they are that you're going to love it. So go check out follow-up boss. Thank you follow-up boss for being such a great, um, a great tool and a great resource for agents in this industry. It's uh, it's pretty cool. And they've been a great partner of this show. So we're, we're grateful to them. Please go show your support guys. Thank you so much for listening today. It's been great. Last call to action, I promise, on the Instagram thing. Please go follow my new account, The Massive Agent, on Instagram. That's where I'm doing all my content. I'm not posting on the old one anymore, and it will soon be deleted. By the time you listen to this, it might already be deleted, so that's why. You're going to have to go follow me on the new one, and uh, I'll be sharing my journey, my experience of why I'm doing it. Is it working the way that I thought? What's different than, you know, did I make any mistakes? Would I do anything differently? I'm going to be sharing all of that because I think it's a super interesting, it's a super interesting uh, thing to do. You know, it's crazy on its face. So yeah, go check it out. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week with another great interview for, uh, for agents here on the Massive Agent Podcast. Take care.